around for a while now. Not sure if I have much left to prove. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. Where am I supposed to go from here? Okay. Really, I have no idea. All I know is every time I think I hit my ceiling, I go higher than I've ever fucking been. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Underemployed. Best of 2020. Mm-hmm. In a year Jack's, that gave Jack's us so doing little. his money dance. Get, in, uh, in a year that gave us so little, I have to dance just to sort of up the mood, up the something or other. But uh, yes, our third uh, our third anniversary, uh, a year that was uh, difficult in a sense that it encompassed basically the entire global pandemic, which uh, I can safely say when we start to go back and listen to the second anniversary uh we were optimistic we were looking forward to doing the march madness mascot melee uh yeah we, sh- we just were like hey this will be a normal year like any other and then uh that got sideswiped we'll talk about that more as we get more into more episodes but uh yeah if you've never listened to the uh anniversary shows we just take clips from our uh from all the episodes we talk about them a little and then we play some of them for you people and we, you know, just sort of reminisce. Uh, the other thing we do, David, normally we would talk about the Super Bowl halftime show. Unfortunately, this year, uh, our anniversary is on February 8th and the Super Bowl is on February 7th. Logistically, we couldn't make it work. But uh, I will add, I mean, are you a fan of The Weekend, uh, as the kids would say? He's, he's got a song or two. Yeah. He was in uh, Uncut Gems. Yeah, from phenomenal movie. Um, honestly, top five movies I saw in twenty twenty. If if I could get him to somehow give me Julia Fox's number, um, the weekend. If you're listening, um, I mean, she's on Instagram. She is. Um, I don't believe her DMs are open. Hold on. Uh, let me just check real quick. Uh, this is important for the sake of the show. I am hundred percent certain that her DMs are not open. <laughs> well, it says actually I can message her. <laughs> <laughs> However, I'm pretty sure she's married, so I am going to leave that poor woman alone. However, there's also, there's also a filter. Also, also, she would have to go looking for it. It's not showing up in her inbox. You're yes, accepting an invitation from so and so. Yes, I decline those invitations, and I am. I mean, I'm a famous. I'm famous, obviously, but I'm not Julia Fox level famous. Uh, but again, You're Mid Ohio really, Valley famous. I'm I'm huge in the Mid Ohio Valley. Uh, Julia Fox, if you are listening, though, please um, come on the podcast. Um, come marry me on top of a mountain. It's, it's, it, whatever. We can talk about logistics later. I don't know. We'll go to dinner. Anyway. I'll officiate. That would be a hell, that would be a hell of an underemployed episode. You officiating the wedding of me and Julia Fox? <laughs> we're just we're recording. It's, it, it's an episode of the pod. The whole nuptials. She would. She would. But would your very Catholic fam? Would your very Catholic mom side of the family allow for me? We're not so Catholic that we wouldn't enjoy it. I will say that we're not like strict Catholic. We're not fire and brimstone Catholic. We would. We would. Uh, I mean, we, but it's not a Catholic wedding without a priest. Yeah, that's true. Actually, they would probably be upset with you being the aficionado. I, I do think it would be funny though if my vows were like stupid sound effects or music drops uh, in the spirit of an underemployed episode. Um, but. You know, I'm just gonna play Andre's verse from the International Play. We'll recreate the video too, or you're speaking. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You're wearing a, I'm wearing a kilt. It's a great, it's a great experience for everybody. Um, does that mean I get? A, does that mean I get to wear a purple tux? Yes, you do get to wear a purple tux. And then, uh, I, would Colin be pimp C wearing the white suit? <laughs> uh, I feel like PJ's wearing the white suit. Oh God, PJ's not coming to my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, he is. Uh, no right and just God will allow PJ Anderson to my wedding. <laughs> but we might have to for the sake of the content. Anyway, enough about PJ ruining my wedding with Julia Fox that you're officiating on top of the mountain. Moving on. I don't know how we to, to less plausible things. So anyway, um, so let's flash all the way back to March, uh, which, you know, I kind of wish, I don't want to, but we have to. We explained on the... What our first episode of the year, sort of after the anniversary show was uh, 38, Great American Sports Bracket, was that you had texted me, I think a week before the actual madness would have, like when the pandemic was declared on March 11th, 
Because you just had the idea of like, hey, we should do a, a bracket of great American sports moments. Because I think the NCAA had already canceled. No, no, no. I, this is what was weird. I think you texted before the NCAA canceled. I think you just had the idea. And it was uh, like... It's just something to do at some point. Yeah, like a bonus episode or something. And I was like, hey. And then as the tournament got closer and stuff started to shut down. And I remember, I think I texted you the day before. It was like, hey, we'll just do this in lieu of the madness episode of the canceled. Yes. And then they did. And I was like, well... We lost, uh, we lost a great one, but we will, uh, we will gain another one. So uh, we had some fun ones. I will say for the record, and it's mentioned in the episode, I didn't realize until halfway through that neither of us had put the miracle on ice on either of our brackets. Oh, no, I, I did that intentionally. But you said it was because you thought the U.S. didn't win the gold medal that year, and I had to point yeah. out they, di- they did, though. That wasn't the gold medal game, but they won the gold medal. So mm-hmm. we, have, we have no real excuse other than... Yeah, yeah I just think it's overplayed. Uh, fair enough. I also, I also just like it's hockey. Yeah, it, as great as as great and as much as I love hockey, it's hockey. Yes, um, and it doesn't compare to some of the moments we had. I will also say, in retrospect, uh, my John Cena moment should have been when he faced The Rock at WrestleMania 28 because I think that brought America together. But besides that point, um, here is David talking about a moment that you had said. I showed you my bracket before. You did not show me yours because you said, I have something that you're really going to like. And we'll take a listen to that. Your six matchup. Or your six uh, event. Randy Johnson killing a seagull. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) An all-time. So let's paint that picture. Spring training 2001. You know, again, you get your innings in, you get ready for the season. And and Randy Johnson, who is 6'10", he's the second tallest player in baseball history. And he delivers it sort of sidearm, so he's got long arms. It's a freaky delivery. Famous for throwing fastballs and throwing them hard. And David... Throwing them just down your throat. There was no action on those things. There was no stuff. It was... It was coming. It was coming hot. Now, David, what happened on this particular pitch when Randy Johnson decided to unwind one of his famous fastballs? He took a he took a big old wind up, and wouldn't you know it, a seagull swooped down to try and catch I don't know something. And wrong classic example. Were. Classic example of wrong place, wrong time. For it was a yeah, de- bird, wrong place, wrong time, <laughs> and you just see this puff of feathers <laughs> and a carcass just on the ground. It's like That's, broken all of its ribs. Randy hit this bird with like a ninety-six mile an hour fastball. It just ex- David's right. It just explodes in a it's puff exploded. of feathers. <laughs> it's such great video. It just poofs. <laughs> It really looked like a Bugs Bunny cartoon where if that happened, how they would draw it up. Yep. I, I, I didn't want to be the, at the time, the well, actually, I believe it was a dove, which also makes it funnier because of the song. This is how when doves cry. <laughs> this is what it sounds <laughs> like. Like when doves cry. More <laughs> but again, I am. Lined up in a I implore you people, and, and you know, maybe there's animal rights activists out there who... Um, Fuck off, he wasn't doing it intentionally. Yeah, yeah, I know. And it's also just, that bird, you know, it's it's the laws of nature. That bird might have gotten eaten by a, by a coyote, um, for all we know. Probably not, but the, you know what I mean? It's, it's great video. It is truly, it is truly beautiful. Episode 39, our fourth Q&A. You also notice a pattern with these episodes where, um, since David and I lost a lot of our ability to talk about things because nothing was happening in the world uh we had to go to our wheel of gimmicks uh so we had a bracket <laughs> i said let's pull out the q a always a good episode always a good uh one when we don't have a lot to talk about um this q a was oh, it was a q a for the tiger court gestures um and again as i like to remember there was a period in time where we thought oh we'll be inside for a few weeks and tiger king will help soothe us through um also, having rewatched the first couple of episodes of Tiger King lately, um, still holds up as a batshit crazy television show, David. Uh, Jeff, the guy who ends up swindling uh, the king himself yeah. out of his tigers, Mr. Joe Exotic. Yeah. Uh, that 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 Jeff guy lost a case with like a, lost a court case with the U.S. government over something. I don't remember what. I, I vaguely saw I just, that. Yeah. I saw that come across the Twitter feed. Sued over inhumane treatment of animals. This was back in November. Uh, I mean, you could you could. I think they shut. No, this... no, I'm just gonna let that one go. I, I, yeah, 
I think they shut the zoo down, maybe? Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, a few weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. Jeffrey Lowe and Tiger King LLC ordered to relinquish Big Cat Cubs. So, <sighs> Carol Baskin ultimately wins again. What a... Good. I mean, they... Sh- it's fucked up what they're what they're doing. I, I I I'm inclined to agree with that. Unless you're Shaquille like, O'Neal, you shouldn't own a big cat. Shaq can own a big cat because I, I, I a Shaq and I trust him. Um, but yeah, so this Q and A um, had a couple Tiger King questions. It also had a period of just uh, people being mean to me, which I think is always good content. So let's take a listen from good old platonic friend Julie Sawitsky, old uh, BFJ. Hey. PFJ, PFJ. Why, why is Jack so fucking stupid? Now this is a hot question. Um, some would say it's the memory issues I have inside me. Uh, my brain's a little Swiss hole, Swiss cheese hole. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it's because his neck just does not match how big his head is, so his brain isn't getting enough blood. That actually does make sense, because if you if you know me, I have a very, 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 very large forehead with the largest size baseball cap that they make. Um, so it would make sense that there's just not enough going there to where there's just frankly a lot of... De- it's, half of my brain's a ghost town. So, Julie, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked it. I'm glad we could answer it. Um, it's very much when Homer spaces out and it's just a monkey banging symbols. Yes. <laughs> or Patrick from Spongebob when he says his mind's enigma and it goes to his thought bubble and it's just the mil- the, the quart of milk just spilling over on the table. <laughs> um, all right. Jillian from... F- oh, this is another hot one. When Jack dies and finds out God isn't real, how will he react? These are back-to-back really mean questions. Oh, oh, it's a tough question. Shit, David was right all along? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah god david's really just gonna lord this over me for the eternity of afterlife um yeah that's pretty much how i would react i'd go well i guess i kind of i guess i kind of got the wrong one on that one but it's like hey you know you live in you live and learn i suppose thank you jillian for that very existential question pfj here congrats on three years of underemployed that's pretty crazy time flies uh you survived the terrible twos I would say that year two was pretty terrible. Um, maybe not for the podcast. I can't really say I didn't listen to too many episodes this year, but uh, 2020 as a whole is pretty terrible. So hopefully year three is a good one for you guys and a, a good one for underemployed. Um, PFJ out. I believe we're actually technically starting our fourth year, but whatever, that's, that's semantics. Uh, yeah, with a, a nice well wish. Uh, she is right. Uh, this was probably our worst year. Just, But, the, it, you know, I blame the global pandemic. It sucked all the energy out of us. Uh, I mean. It's, it's weird, and it's not been fun, and I don't know. We got through yeah. it. We got through it. Somehow we're we going to look back and we say, are, like, we, oh. We've, we've both managed to get through it. Yeah. Uh, you know, managing, managed to make it through healthy. We did, yes. Uh, very, very lucky. Actually, yeah. I mean, in, in in more of a in me, I would worry more in a mental sense. I I was I was worried about that for a while, and I mean, we we did power. Th- and I worry about you. Just you know, I mean, you know, the fact that you you had baby cancer. It's just like yeah, you know, or whatever. You know, we 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 got through it, and we are lucky. Uh, I agree. Uh, and this year promises to be better. So I I agree with platonic friend Julie. We will rise up and uh, do better this year. Uh, and, We're certainly going to try. Yeah, actually, yeah. I mean, well, can't hurt to try. Uh, episode 40, uh, as, as I think long-time listeners know, I like to have every 10 episode I have a guest just because Miriam and Quinn happened to be episode 10, so I was like, let's keep that pattern going. But uh, Running Down a Dream with Brittany Morgan, my, uh, my co-worker, long-time friend, uh, that was, I believe, a couple months wait because we had to try and figure out... Uh, make it work with her schedule but uh it was really good i remember uh you saying at the end of the episode that you were like she was as advertised because i hyped the hell out of her and you're like yeah she's a you know she's a she's an impressive lady she is also uh probably going to be too big for this podcast pretty soon so let's you know enjoy her while i have we it. got her early exactly that's that's now, our, we, can, now we can scuttle any political career she might have <laughs> it, it, that is true actually i could play anything and play it out of context too um that's what's great about me i'm very manipulative but um it's same thing with uh wellen where the fact that we both knew him allowed us to use his massive superstar fame oh yeah absolutely to our advantage that's not why we had him on the podcast 
but, but it's not not why. It's not not why. I <laughs> legit we had him on because we love him to death, and he's a great friend, and he's like the most interesting person you'll ever meet. One of those people who I remember learning that y- y- you knew and was in college was just sort of like, yeah, well, goddamn, yeah. No, and and well, I love how we're talking about the Britney episode, and we're just praising Wellen again. <laughs> we're such dicks. Uh, but Britney had some terrific stories. Uh, you'll hear a couple of them. Uh, the first one being the wonderfully inspirational talk that her father gave to her uh, oh, at a boy. very young age, and and also, and then the second story will be the time that uh, I asked her out, as I described in the episode, as I put in the episode description, with the grace and elegance of a newborn giraffe trying to stand on its hind legs on ice one of my favorite stories of my dad he gave me the like period talk which i'm sure you guys talk about this a lot but okay so we have the same talk with our fathers so okay so my dad calls me in in the bedroom i'm like 12 he sits me down and it's just him and my my parents had discussed he should do it because he's the one who's home so more likely than not he'll be the one when i when it happens and then uh you know, he can help me or whatever. And I feel comfortable enough to tell him. Right. So my dad being my dad sits me down and goes, Brittany, if you bleed, <laughs> I didn't even finish. I know, but it's a great start. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Just a okay. Great okay. Start. Hold on. Hold on. It gets better. It gets better. Just wait. No context. He goes, he goes, exactly. He goes, Brittany, if you bleed, let me know. That's it. And I said, what? And he goes, just let me know. And I'm like, what? And then, and then I'm like, a week later, I scrape my knee, and I'm like, Dad? And he's like, nope, nope. <laughs> no, no, you'll, you'll no, know. No, no, you'll know. You'll know. Do you want to tell the story? Oh, yeah. I, I, I want the story we, to happen. Oh, yeah, no. We have to both tell the story. Okay. So this was a couple weeks after we sort of got to know each other, and then why don't you tell how you were calling it? Okay, so there I was. Um, class had ended. Class had ended. I'm walking out. Actually, I feel like it'd be better if you tell it first. Well, so... I realized when I met Brittany that Brittany was like, oh wow, she like knows way more about baseball than I am, roots for the same team. You know, just objectively, you are a good looking person. David, yeah. do you know the story? I'm I sure. don't believe I know the story. Well, well, you're about to know. I, I, th- I think, I, I think I'm, I'm putting together where things are going. Oh yeah, no, no, no. And Jack, how, at, at this time, how were you on the girlfriend? Well, uh, let's see. I had never in my life asked a goose woman out egg. on a date. Uh, yes. And a goose egg in that department. So, so, I decide, you know what, Jack? You are really going to regret if you don't try something. If you don't just, like, be a gentleman, ask her something. So after class, I go up to Brittany, and there was no great time to do this, but again, I had never asked anyone on a date before, so I was like, I died. There's, there's, there's rarely ever like, I a good time for that first to ask time to somebody to go out with you. So I asked Brittany, I said, do you want to go get coffee? Oh, at least in, at least going into it, there never seems to Keep in mind, time. we're walking out the door. Yeah, and I'm like, oh. like, physically in the doorway. We were slightly oh, past Jesus. the door. Oh yeah, no, it wasn't correct. No, I, again, I look back and there were many things wrong with it. The funniest thing was I said, do you want to get coffee sometime? David, you know, I don't drink coffee. No, you don't. Brittany also does not drink coffee. <laughs> I'm, I, am, I am a recent convert to coffee within and the last two years so or so. Even you didn't drink coffee for a while. So this would make this doubly hilarious. Neither of us drinks coffee, and I was like, I was just. But like, you didn't know that. No, but I was like, this is what people who ask, ask. people on dates do. And you There's said, always tea. And I believe your exact words were, "I would rather drive my car off a bridge than go on a date with you." <laughs> or maybe I'm misremembering that. You're misremembering that. I'm gonna kill myself. No, you told me you had a boyfriend, but I was like, ah, you know what? And you know what I said? Well, I asked. Yeah. And I felt good about myself, and I, wa- I didn't feel great about myself, because I was like, well, that probably made her uncomfortable, but I walked home saying, well, I gave it a shot. So yes, Brittany Morgan, one of my best friends and my co-worker, was also the first person I ever asked out on a date, oh, four and a half years ago. Oh, brother. So, I, did, I, yes. did I misremember the story? No, 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 no. I mean, I, like, so, again, we're walking through the doorway, and he turns and goes, do you want to get coffee sometime? Rush. Yeah. Rushed. Yeah. Very rushed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm kind of bamboozled a little bit. Uh, but I'm like, uh, I have a boyfriend. And then later Jack tells me like, at first he was like, oh, okay, she's got a boyfriend. Then later it was like, she probably didn't have a boyfriend. I did for the record have a boyfriend. Let me clarify something. Brittany likes to tell the story like I was Hodor blocking the door from anyone exiting. And say, you you didn't, you wouldn't have necessarily.
necessarily intentionally done it, but you're broad, Jack. Uh, I, I could have... You make up a better door than a yeah, It was probably like 2.15 at the time. But no, I was outside I the wasn't, door. I'm not calling... That's not... It's shoulders. You have I, broad shoulders. I, 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 I reject Brittany's recollection of that specific part of the story. However, in general, yes, I, 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 I fell on my face asking her. Doors are also a choke point. But the... Uh, the, the overall message of the story was, hey, uh, this guy who is, as David correctly pointed out and assumed in that uh, clip, was goose egg on, you know, dating women, um, you know, didn't just tried to piece together what limited knowledge he had about women and tried to ask out someone on a date. Was it the best strategy ever? No. But I also learned later it could have been the best strategy and it wouldn't have mattered. She had a boyfriend. So either way. It didn't end poorly, so you're you're already batting a lot better yeah. overall than most men. To, so I wouldn't. To be blunt, it probably worked better uh, that it didn't. So you know, life has a funny way of working out. Um, I d- Brittany also did send us a clip. Uh, let's take a listen to that. A well wish. Britney's every year. Britney's well wishes get a lot worse since she. Uh, that was beautiful. I don't was, know what you're talking about, uh, Britney. Thank you so very much for, for that wonderful ASMR. That if you people at home like it, oh, you're gonna love that. If you don't, uh, sorry, that was 23 rough seconds. But uh, you know, it's it's it is what it is. Um, it's not the AMS, It's not the ASMR for me. It's watching how uncomfortable you are, and that makes me feel a little bit like no, a sociopath. No. Actually, the the show has been fueled, if nothing else, it's been fueled by uh, by me watching you cringe. Yes, uh, it's 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 beautiful in its own terrible way. Uh, there are things that you've managed to make me cringe about. I don't remember them, but I'm sure they exist. Yeah, uh, I think actually the the first Britney story that we still don't know if it's going to be in the show or not. But you know, yeah, that's it. you know you're not wrong. Um, episode forty one, the WAP, the Whack Ass Podcast. I'm I'm proud of that one. Um, you should be. That okay. came out. So this was weird because this came out right as WAP was a big deal. But I also was. We only talked about sports. I think because I just wanted a normal episode where we talked about things going on. Uh, we probably should talk about WAP more. But we ended up talking about WAP in every other episode of the season. We gave WAP song of the year. I think we've, we we've we've sufficiently we've sufficiently whopped WAP. Um, but uh, yeah, that if you listen back, um, and we had we've to walked re- around prognosticating we, about what ass pussy. Um, which I, I will, that's, that also could be the song of 2021 for all I care. That song is still actually Cardi B dropped a song today. That's really good. Um, uh, like uh, you dropped a song with Freddie Gibbs. I, and do you think there's anyone who's had a worse year for their brand than Schoolboy Q? What happened? I was going to, I thought maybe you were going to say Freddie Gibbs cause he's anti-vax. What happened to Schoolboy Q? Q and on. Oh jeez. Oh, oh poor Schoolboy. Oh dear. Oh dear. Uh, Hollow, free Halloween idea. Schoolboy QAnon. <laughs> I don't hate that at all. I, That's well, a great portmanteau, ain't it? I, I'm, I, first of all, great use of portmanteau. I love that. Secondly, yes. Uh, we'll figure that out. We got uh, how many months? Eight months. Eight and a half months to figure it out. But yeah, so if you listen back to WAP, that was uh, a couple months after... Like, I'm just not... My energy is not there. I was not in a good place mentally, but I was like, we got to do the podcast because uh, it had been a couple months. But uh, we ended up having some fun sports ball talk. And uh, I don't know. I, it, David, it felt really nice. And this was in August. Was a good one. And it just felt nice to have sports back. Ugh, I miss. I had missed sports so much. It had been four plus months. And it was like, oh, it's sports. <laughs> a lot of video games. A lot of, yeah. A lot of. I did uh... play a lot of video games. Actually, a lot of a lot of Legend of Zelda. I played. I don't, uh, regret, I don't regret any of it. I played uh, the SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom remaster. I remember that. I enjoyed that because I didn't play the original. But yeah. Anyway, here's some sports. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater remastered. I, I actually haven't turned on the incredible. Xbox since um, we you, you and I played that when you were here. But I need to get back on that. I again, uh, long, depressing story. But I generally just like kind of lay in bed now. But um, anyway. 
this is some sports ball talk. I don't remember exactly what's on here, but you know, it's sports. And the Flyers, as we know, we are huge fans of Gritty on this podcast. We are Grittisons, baby. Grittisons of the United States of Gritmerica. Um, salute that. Gritty is Antifa. Don't ever forget it. That's 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 more on your end of the aisle than mine. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I'll let you handle that one. When they kind of announced the season was starting and they canceled the All Star game, which makes sense. A friend of the show, Brian Lovno, texted me and he said, I get all the other stuff, but why can't you have a home run derby? And then I thought and I said, yeah, why can't you have a home run derby? Yeah, a home run derby seems like the most... Safe thing to do. (laughs) It seems like the smartest... It seems like, you know, you could have easily gotten dudes... You know, it would have been weird to, like, have people do home run derbies at their own parks. Yes. Yeah, yeah, by a Zoom or something, yeah. But, like... Also, it seems it seems like it would be it seems like it would be the right thing. And and wouldn't America at this time really benefit from a home run derby? Like, wouldn't a home run derby unify this country like very few sports related things could? You know. Uh, sure. Yes. Why not? Thank you. As we we our love of the home run derby has been well discussed on this show from the famous Dingers uh, rant. Dingers. Jacks. Jack's love of the home run derby. Well, you played along with it, and I appreciate it. I went to the yeah, last two. I'll yeah, it's content. Yeah, it, it's it's gone. It's it's. I, I appreciate I appreciate the premise of the home run derby as someone who watches the X Games. Yes, it, the, and I would I haven't watched the X Games in a while, but if it's on, it's like I'll catch it and I'll be like, yeah, this is still cool, and it's the same thing. It's like it take- was. So the Winter X Games just ended, and it was super super pared down. It was basically just skiing and snowboarding, and it was freestyle. There was no racing. There was none of the like. Uh, bikes or snowmobiles or anything else like it was super super stripped down um which i mean i liked because i think a lot of those a lot of that extra stuff the 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 snowmobiles the 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 rally racing i never cared for when they would do tricks on snowmobiles because there's only so many tricks you can do on a snowmobile i thought racing on snowmobiles was kind of cool but like yeah do you can yeah. do one backflip on a snowmobile. That's it. And yeah, it's like, I, oh. same right. Same the same thing with like motocross freestyle. Like, yeah, I guess if people yeah. are into that. I would much rather watch the racing, but yeah. Yeah. I but do. I want the X Games to bring back something from the original sort of generation of it. Street luge. I mean, that just seems like a death wish at this point. Um, you're basically just going fast. He's <laughs> just basically going balls to the wall down the hill and like what a helmet and an elbow pad. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But you could like you could build that with Kevlar now. Hey, you know what? It'd be survivable. I, I'm also I'm on board now that we've been given this new lease on life. Uh, let's just let's, I, I let's, mean, let's roll the dice. <laughs> let's have fun with if you. I mean, think about it. Like if you build it using sort of the same principles as like longboard trucks, like it could absolutely take those turns and then you sit up and you do the like the gripping with your fist thing you're using the the, the slide puck to your point if they do street luge i want it to be in live la traffic no not not in traffic no in traffic hot take street no hot take street luge is better if there's a real element of even more danger in it Uh, it doesn't need it go on the 405 Exactly. So have them with other cars going 65. It's like when guys on motorcycles cut across you on the highway and it's like, okay, what? this guy's a dick, but you know, he's got some balls. Uh, I want the same thing with street luge. Hot take. Let's get that. Let's get that petition for the X games going street luge with live traffic. Uh, if David's not no, on my side, that's fine. I am not on board with this. Oh, that's fine. That's it's my hot take. It doesn't have to be your hot take. Speaking of, uh, well, I guess not hot takes, but, uh, episodes 42 and 43, our first two parter, the outcast bracket, Selby box, the heart below. This was where uh, we got uh, Gozie Okoro, a.k.a. the G.O.Z., who is probably the most, one of the smartest hip-hop heads I know. Actually, he's the smartest hip-hop head I know, and he's one of the smartest you'll ever meet, uh, to talk about, again, another bracket show, which we love. But uh, David if, David and I, if you don't know, we love Outkast to death. Like, absolutely love uh, the two of them. And we were like... Correct. We, we had a bracket already made. I didn't have to make up a bracket. So it was thank like... Thank you, Chris Long. Yeah, thank you, Chris Long, in, in your show. And it happened. I think it was uh, in 2020 that that bracket came out. So it was like, hey, this is perfect. We'll, we waited a few months, but we went for it. 
Um, I, I mean, we mentioned them on the episode, as I, if I recall you correctly. You did. Actually, we did. So uh, yeah, we gave them like we, we totally lifted this from them, and I'm not yeah. even sorry about it. But even even that episode has a lot more than just outcast because we got a hip hop. So we talked about Rick Ross, which was funny. Um, <laughs> we talked. Actually, and even I found a new song from Goz because he when he referenced that um, he talked about how Liberation sort of made in his mind Chonky Fire not a like a downer of an album closer. You and I disagree with that, but like that's his feeling. He mentioned the MJG and Eight Ball song Space Age Pimpin', which I had never heard, and then I listened to it for that episode. And I was like, oh, this song's amazing. I want that now. T- I want for the record, out of the many songs I've considered to be the first dance at my high, purely hypothetical wedding. I now want my wedding band to consider performing Space Age Pimpin'. You and I, me and you, situation getting sticky. Your mouth is saying no, but your body's saying stick me, lick me. Don't be afraid of what your friends say. Rappers get that ass, then be out of here like yesterday. But not tonight, you look so tight, it feels so right. This endo got me purvin', let's go hop in my suburban. And right now, not happening. No. Okay, well, that's, she doesn't have to marry me. Um, anyway, episode... <laughs> so, besides that point, um, there was a song that was not on either the original bracket or my redo of the brackets. Um, David had asked me before we ever recorded, he said, hey, I have one request for one song. And I said, okay, thinking... Going on in the first round, you know. Yeah, oh, so, yeah, you were thinking the, this is like a 16 seed. Yeah. What I didn't I know. Six, I think it was a 16 seed. But it was a specific 16 seed. It was UMBC <laughs> facing Virginia, much to my chagrin. This is the story <laughs> of gasoline dreams, of, of gasoline dreams. Next matchup, I am so disappointed at where I know this matchup <laughs> is going. Uh, it is Jazzy Bell versus uh, substituting in for Red Velvet, which uh, sprained its ankle early in the game is the opening track on Stankonia, Gasoline Dreams. I will say this for Jazzy Bell. Two things. One, it's kind of a Hotep song if you listen to it. It's kind of slut-shaming and it's a little weird to listen to lyrically. Like acupuncture patients while our nation is a broke, straight sinking. I hate thinking that these are future mamas up by chilling. They fucking a different nigga every time they get the feeling too. Um, just like, I mean, if you, want, if you want to talk about that, go back to Roses. That This is shit on that one too. Nancy darling, you sound like a prostitute palsy. You know, good point. Uh, so I guess I can't be a hypocrite and vote it out for that reason. Um, but it's also a really nice, chill song. I also really like the remix that was the single with uh, Babyface on it. But so that is to say this. I do not like Gasoline Dreams. I did not want Gasoline Dreams on this bracket. <laughs> a certain best friend of mine said, can you please put Gasoline Dreams on this bracket? And I said, okay, I sure. Hoping that my fellow good friend from the music website would agree. However, knowing David, I, David, you, you're voting Gasoline Dreams, right? Absolutely. Okay. 100%. Okay, so I was hoping that this would be the last we heard of Gasoline Dreams. However, before we went on the air, uh, GOZ, why don't you tell us your vote? Burn, motherfucker. Burn American Dreams. Oh. American Dreams. God. Sorry, Selby. That's okay. Don't everybody <laughs> like the smell of gasoline. Don't everybody like the smell of gasoline. No, no, I, I clearly don't like the smell of gasoline. Fucking God. Who's from Goody Ma that ends that song, too? Like, Cujo. Cujo does that. Cujo's verse is terrible. I just... Uh. <laughs> Did not matter. Did not matter. Fuck. Okay. Roses. Oh God. Versus gasoline dreams. I'm roses. Okay. Goz, your vote. <laughs> gasoline dreams. God damn it. David. Gasoline dreams. I hate both of you. Gasoline dreams moves on into the next round by the by the grace of God apparently. Oh, and I'm not, I'm not sure it's gonna win its next matchup. Man. Unhappy versus gasoline dreams. I'm unhappy. I'm voting for Goz. Which way are you leaning? Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. I'm happy. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm still I'm sticking with gasoline dreams. That's bless your heart. You're allowed to do it. It's a free country. Gasoline dreams, man. I'm making sure that gasoline dreams is completely crossed off of the bracket. Let me just put a firm X through that. I don't want to make sure anyone can read any of it. And perfect. Unhappy is on to the next round. Oop, I see a G in there somewhere. And perfect, it's gone. All right, next matchup in a uh, in a much fresher bracket. I'm happy. I'm just I'm just happy. We were talking kind of during the clip, and David's right. You said it's top five outcast songs. Oh, it's 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 a top fiver for me. 
And I remember, and this is not me, like even, I'm trying to find a way to say this. That song politically is something that like does, it, 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 it's weird to say, but like I envision that song being a song that the DJ plays before a Rage Against the Machine Run the Jewels hybrid concert that's like I want no part of, which I'm sure uh, is why you love it. But like, uh, uh, Bethany bought me tickets for that exact show. <laughs> Didn't uh, Trent Reznor show up at uh, the Run no, the Jewels? No, it got it got postponed because of COVID. It was supposed to be over, it was supposed to be in November. No, but I'm saying that when you when you um, but when you saw Run the Jewels, wasn't no, it? Zach De La Rocha. Zach De La Rocha. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, Zach De La Rocha was there. It was the night before Trump's inauguration? Yes. Of course, Zach De La Rocha was there. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Zach De La Rocha yeah. was part of the Black Block in downtown. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So that's, but even when I first listened to Stan Coney, this was like 2008, I remember just like not liking Gasoline Train. Like it's too, I get the obnoxiousness works if you like the song, but to me, it's just like a, it's, it's an abrasive, like. It makes me think of a Bad Brain song and that's why I love it so much. And it's just not my style. So it is funny, David and I, who both genuinely like, I don't think we connect more on any musical entity than Outkast. Just really have differing opinions on uh, Gasoline Dreams. Like, could, I don't know if we could be further apart on it. Uh, it there are songs like this, like on Sanconia more than it, and it's part of its case. Yeah, because you're not you're not as big as you're not as big on Gambino and Kendrick as I am. It, that's also another thing. Yeah, or Danny Brown. Yeah, but like, I still like weird eccentric hip hop, like a lot of Outkast songs. So yeah, that's it. Was always just weird. That it's like, eh, that's. It is what it is. It's not the end atmosphere. Of yeah. Um, I kind of wish also in retrospect that that, uh, that episode or that recording was GOZ was too quiet and David was too loud. So the audio was way off. And uh, that was a bitch of an episode to edit too. Cause I included 64 songs. <laughs> it was like 12 hours over the course of a weekend, but it was worth it. I'm glad we had it. GOZ, you're still on our shit list for uh, the podcast art and for not sending any well wishes this year. But uh, you're welcome back on the show. And uh, let's see. Episode 44, Spooky Celebrating. That was purely a shout-out to Bethany for uh, how much she loves the word spooky. Um, uh, we do have a shout-out, by the way. Oh. Let's, uh, and one, Ethan Stackpole hmm? um, wants us to know that uh, Jose Mourinho is the worst. Okay. Hey, you know what? This is a free, we also are basically providing a free forum to our listeners to uh, spout their spout their disappointments in life, spout whatever they need. Hot, but not incorrect. Take, yes, incorrect take from Ethan. Uh, un- much like my street luge take, it's going to be better when there's live traffic and people in danger. Um, but sure. episode, thank you. Episode forty-four, spooky celebrating. Um, that was us kind of getting back on track too, and. Uh, Somehow, out of all the stories we've told, we've told most of our like big stories, how we met, how our parents knew each other, all this stuff. We somehow hadn't told the story of us going down to JMU on Halloween oh 2014. And this isn't the whole story because the whole story is very long, but I highly recommend the whole story. This is just a, a, a solid amount of it. Uh, let's, let's flash back and go back on memory lane. We get down there probably, what, like 8.30, 9 o'clock? Reasonable time for a party start. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's what we didn't take into account. Uh, hey, where are we going to park? <laughs> yeah, we didn't think about this. Uh, didn't really know how the parking situation worked. We, we pull up to this, uh, this, this sort of strip of townhomes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just sort of, we pull into the first open spot that we can find. I think, I think we'd been in the part, we'd been in at the party for maybe like 40 minutes and you needed to grab, you, you, you went to go grab something out of your car. And, and then you come back and you're like, my car's gone. Dude, where's my car? Where's your car, dude? Yeah, and we were like, maybe it was in a park. And then we realized quickly, no, no, it's uh What we realized pulling into the parking lot of the townhomes was that JMU had a sign that's about the size of a thimble that says, uh, if you're not a resident, you can't park here, subject to towing. Now, part of this is our fault. We probably yeah, should have... Sure. We should have figured if there was an abundance of parking at JMU on Halloween that we probably should have felt something was up. But we were young and stupid and naive. Young and naive. Young and naive. And the story doesn't quite end because we had to go get the car the next morning. <laughs> yep. Um, we figured out which lot it was kept on. Mm-hmm. Uh, or which lot took it. So we looked them up online and we called them to like figure out what the deal was. And it turns out that uh, this lot is... Uh, they were they were only open normal out their normal operating hours on the weekends was noon to three yeah 
We wanted to leave at like 8 a.m. Right. Because you had a Frisbee tournament to be at. So that cost us extra. Yes. Uh, I believe it was $60 extra. Here's the other kicker. They only took cash. So David and I had to go to a grocery store. I and had to max out the withdrawal amount two different times. I had to buy like – I bought a box of dots or something to get cash back. Yeah, yeah. because we couldn't find an – we could like there wasn't an ATM and that we could that we could find. So I remember we were at a grocery store getting cash back at seven seven thirty in the morning. The friends had to drive us because we didn't have a car. A car, yeah. So and Uber didn't exist at this point. So we were just struggling. This is we were and, struggling a lot. And and we get to this we get to the lot and uh, I, it should be noted that it cost us I think it was a hundred and sixty or hundred and seventy dollars to get your car out of the lot to get it out early in cash in cash and we asked why it had to be cash and the uh, attendant who absolutely had meth mouth oh yeah I, I absolutely I could smell their breath this was a judgment from this is several a, feet away this podcast is a judgment free zone but that was 100 percent meth mouth. yeah yeah uh, and basically what they said was, well, the college kids will would you know pay to get their car out with card, and then they would just challenge the charge and say that we we jacked up the the amount that they were charging, so we no longer take card. And I said, "Suck my cock! I'll murder your family!" Gee, you're charging people extra to get it out when you only are open three hours a day? Yeah. Huh. I wonder why people might be a little pissed at you. Yeah. And the woman said, well, there's no need to get snippy. And I was like, isn't there though? Uh, you know what I was thinking I like about that story? Most people have their like debaucherous like college story of like, oh shit, our parents had to help us. Something like that. Ours is purely just innocence and naive. And we didn't destroy anything. We didn't ruin anything. We weren't being dangerous. We were just being... Dumb. Dumb. And not even, like, reckless dumb. Just dumb. Like, normal people dumb. Like, yeah. But that's also maybe my favorite story that we have, is the fact that we went down to JMU. Uh, much like when I asked Brittany on a date, this was uh, Jack Selby not uh, not with any romantic experience uh, at all. At that point, at all. But uh, I was like, I'm not turning down to It was a beautiful drive out there. Oh, my God, yeah. The, the mountains are gorgeous and we had fun and uh the ride back was slightly different mood <laughs> you were not you were hauling ass i was you were upset and rightly so i wasn't i was amazingly not hung over yeah i think because the whole night probably sobered you up uh um, i don't think i i, th- I, I think i remember because we found out so early that my you, car was gone that your car was gone it was like all right well i'm gonna have to wake up early to do anything so like yeah. just stopped drinking it was like all right we're just gonna be up late so and for the record, I think it, I think it, we kind of talked about in the full clip, but we ended up having fun because there was, as I said in the episode, there's a point where we just said, "Well, car's gone, and we can't do anything about it." So yeah, we might as well sold, we might as well, exactly. And I had a good time, and um, I, had, I, had, I had an interesting time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the stories we could tell. No one knew who I was. I know. Again, I, it's in the episode, but you people, you guys, you people have to understand how insanely down to the minute detail David looked like Dr. Krieger from Archer and it was so well done and I was so happy and this was 2014 like Archer was still a like Archer still on it was a big deal Archer was a big deal and it's big with the college crowd it's just like it's just a weird rant like if you go to another college campus that same time you probably get 20 people who know you I used that same costume two nights later attaboy (laughs) (laughs) now did more people recognize you the second time yeah. Woo! See, you win. That's where. It, good. That story hasn't even. Two nights later, because we went down on a Friday night, and then yeah. I had the tournament Saturday. Yeah. And then I used the same. I used the same costume Saturday night. So less than twenty four hours later, you got your revenge for Doctor oh, Krieger. Yeah. That's good. See, the story has an even happier ending. Uh, and I was at the rugby house next door, so I didn't even have to travel very far. Right. God, that was a great setup. Oh man. <laughs> There's uh, that's that I love that story. Please go back to that episode and listen to that story. It's great. Um, our last episode of the year was, of course, the uh, Undie Awards. It was again different this year, as we said on the episode. We normally are like 
wall to wall people hanging from the rafters at uh, you know eighty five thousand seat venues. It's like WrestleMania. We we ask every year, and or the Super Bowl every year. You know, like whoever wants to put in a bid for us will have us. Uh, we're listening. It's, to a, it's a it's a pretty pretty strict selection process. It's only places with snow on the ground. It's the opposite of the Super Bowl. Right. Uh, we only do inclement weather because if you're an underemployed fan and you're not willing to come out in the inclement weather in December when we do these episodes and come out and support us, you're not a real fan. I'm gonna I, hot take. I'm gonna say it. You're not a real fan if you don't come out and support us in cold weather. That's just correct. So. Uh, we're, no. We are we are cold weather players. Yes, we are we are the Green Bay Packers of podcasts, as they would say in ultimate North Central weather. I you you know European geography better than I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Minnesota. Yeah, I know. Wisconsin. Uh, epi- so you know, normally our big thing of the year is uh, we would nominate ourselves for podcast of the year. And what we said in the episode was fairly that we, we, we had a letdown of a year just on our own accord. Like the, the pandemic sort of took a lot of the energy out of us and limited what we could do. We did the best we could do, but we sort of talked about the tough decision we came with not nominating ourselves for podcast of the year. Where did Kanye go wrong? Actually, hold on. I just realized. No, no. We talked about <laughs> before. before <laughs> I'm on the wrong episode. <laughs> we have an episode before that. I completely forgot. We'll, we'll change the order. Anyway, before the uh, Undie Awards, we had the episode where David came to visit me in person. Oh, yeah. I somehow forgot that. No, episode 45, Reunited and It Feels Aight. That was such a great time to have you guys here. Just again, it was nice to have human interaction. Um, you guys, Bethany and you, cooked a great meal. Mario Party was a blast. Um, I had no. I I just thoroughly enjoyed that night, and uh, it was also like, hey, you're here. We have to record, and recording in person feels nice. Uh, and David, your impressions of Parkersburg were that it was still a cool little a cool little city. It had the it has the potential to be. A place that, not necessarily like a Portland or a Richmond, but like, like a Lynchburg. Yeah. Maybe even Winchester, Virginia. Like a place, like, it's worth a day trip. The old oil money homes were really quite something to see when compared to the rest of the town. And like, an interesting slice of history. Yeah. Um, especially considering West Virginia history and how much that state has given to the energy production of this country and then just how little that it has been given. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unfortunate, but, and you can see it in the city where it's like, Oh, this 50 yeah. years ago was a, a big player 50, 60 years ago. And now it's, it's, and it's, it's sort of unfortunate, but you know, I always just hold out hope that it can kind of get back on its feet. Um, speaking of getting back on its feet, this was after the election. And uh, we, we generally just try not to talk about politics only because just, you know, to avoid any trouble. Um, it consumes every other thought in my life. Yeah. So let's have a podcast where we talk about, you know, going down to JMU and getting our car towed. That's more fun. So Your car towed. Your yeah. car towed, I miss not that. ours. Yeah, and that was the old Kia Soul, too. That wasn't even the current one. Uh, yeah, it was the, was the silver one, wasn't it? It was the silver one. Uh, may it rest in, uh, rest in peace. But um, we had talked about post-election Kanye's bid and how uh, we just sort of, we, we started strategizing for Kanye. Um, I think is fair to say. So we'll take a listen. Where did Kanye go wrong? Because uh, in theory, Kanye is someone who has... Kanye has the, the, the attention of a generation. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the, the, the rapturous attention of millions of Americans. Yes. Um, as arguably, in his own mind at least, the biggest recording artist of the generation, yes. the most influential the, musician since the Beatles. The voice of a generation. The voice of a generation. I am the number one most impactful artist of our generation. And you know, that generation does in fact say a lot, hurry up with my damn croissants. Yes, uh, thank you Kanye. thank you Yeezy for blessing us with that saying. Hurry up with my damn croissants. So you know, it's, it's hard to say where he went wrong. He certainly has the platform. I think a legitimate policy platform might help. You could argue if you're running for president that you would having, like some semblance of a policy. Something more than just don't get abortions. Ooh. Oh, by the way, I did say this. This is from Kanye talking about developing policies. I don't know if I would use the word policy for the way I would approach things. I would add parenthetically, that's how, yeah, it's kind of to your point. 
I don't have a policy when I went to Nike and designed, Ye designed Yeezy and went to Louis and designed a Louis Vuitton at the same time. It wasn't a policy, it was a design. We need to innovate the design to be able to free the mind at this time. I actually kind of wrapped at the end. Walt Disney. So I, I'm not sure anything he just said made any sense whatsoever, but I felt it in my bones. I felt like, oh, this is Kanye. He's real. He's, he's getting to the bottom of life. Again, who amongst us hasn't had a shoe with Nike and Louis Vuitton and Adidas? I've, I've got five of them in my closet right now, David, and you know me. I, I gotta say, the shoes... The Nikes, I think, were the best looking of them. Um, maybe, maybe the the Yeezy ones, but everything since then has just been absolute trash. I'm gonna look up Nike Yeezy because I'm not. I don't. Yeah, I don't even like the Yeezy. Like uh, the red ones are kind of cool. I remember. Yeah, the, red, I remember the red, red ones. ones are kind of cool. I remember the red ones. I'm. I, I never even. They're like LeBron shoes. Like I don't think they look that cool. Like I'm just. Eh. Some of LeBron shoes are cool, but yeah, I think. The other thing, too, to start thinking about is, unfortunately, the next presidential election, David, you will not be at the cutoff for 35 where you can run for president. You'll be a year short. So maybe we can start planning ahead for a 2028 presidential run, a, t a, a tandem ticket. Um, Even though you and I politically don't always align. <laughs> Actually, that's probably why that's why you would choose me to be your VP. What makes you think that I would get past any level of debate, Jack? What makes you think that I would not take the bait at some point? When asked, when 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 goaded by some opponent to say like something something Fuego. You, you were recorded off camera referring to such and such percentage of the constituency as effing morons. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like I sure did, and I'll say it again. <laughs> did, did I stutter? Yeah. Some of you were effing stupid. Yeah. I'm pretty stupid too. Like, it takes something to acknowledge that we're all kind of dumb. We are. We yeah. should just. We should. We should. We should all see that, and we should all respect. Having said that, we do have eight years to put a super pack together for our presidential bid. Uh, more so just because I think it would be good content for the uh, podcast. I don't know what the laws would be about, you know, running for president and hosting a podcast, but... I mean, FEC, FEC filings can be a weird thing, but, you know, as long as... I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's some way that we could... We could do that legally and sure. not have any problems. Well, and and you know what will happen is I'll since I'm generally the more moderate one, I'll be the one that tries to get the presidential bid, and then you'll be my VP, and I'll try to get the progressives on our side. You know, we'll balance it out together. And uh, by the time we're older, we'll probably have a better, you know. I'll take VP position. Yeah, exactly. That's, I, that's fine. And then you know we'll have a podcast where we can kind of spout our opinions, and I don't know, we'll rent a hot air balloon or something. I I'm, did. I'm hosting an ultimate tournament somewhere in the city. <laughs> David's idea of a fundraiser is, of course, an ultimate I'm hosting, No, it's not a fundraiser. This isn't a fundraiser. This is a thing I'm going to do just as VP. Just an event. Start a, start a tournament. There isn't, there isn't a good tournament that happens. There is not a good college tournament in the Mid-Atlantic. I also want to state for the record that I will absolutely... This is where David and I, I will absolutely sell out and shill for anyone who wants to donate campaign dollars. I don't care. There's some hoes in this house. Tobacco. I don't smoke, but to tobacco. Big tobacco, absolutely. Uh, I am a shill cat. Richmond's finest, baby. One of the reasons why, one of the reasons why I uh, taken after Shaq so much is I admire his capitalistic skills, and uh, that will not change. <laughs> so, yeah, you know what? Whoever wants to sponsor. Yeah. Uh, we will gladly take them, uh, including for this podcast. Please, me undies again. We'll, we'll do your ads for fuck's Thursday sake. Thursday boot or Friday boot company. Yep. Uh, is it, Thursday. I don't even remember. Who's who's? What's the one that sent food that used to do ads and doesn't do them as much anymore? Uh, uh, Blue Apron. Blue Apron. Yeah, we'll take Blue Apron. I, I, I don't uh, know if they're still in the podcast ad uh, business, but yeah. Jack can take the Blue Apron. Yeah, that's true. Even I couldn't cook Blue Apron. I actually got PJ. Actually got me Blue Apron one time, which was a super nice gift to him. I'm probably going to cut that because I don't want to say anything about PJ. Anyway, uh, last episode. Hey, PJ. Yeah, nope. Ep I'm going to bleep that. So I don't know where I'm putting this in the show, but I forgot that uh, Nick Livingston, a.k.a. Dick Givingston, a.k.a. A.k.a. the cat daddy. Uh, who was not on an episode this year. A.k.a. young fungus with the rungus. David, here's a fun fact. Uh, Nick's episode, episode 28, is the most downloaded episode of this podcast. Who the fuck is this asshole? Nick is a cult follower. I just don't know why. Like, we had, again, we had a guy with five trillion YouTube subscribers on the show that didn't get as many as Nick giving Nick Lickingstone. Look, <laughs> he is the cat daddy. Meow. So, Nick, I asked Nick if he could send us a message because if you recall last year's anniversary, he sent us a, uh, a pretty 
He uh, gave us a dressing down. Goodness. The peak of which was a week and a half after he died in a helicopter crash, saying, amongst other things, Kobe Bryant was trash. I was like, ooh, that is a, that's a bold take and a bold time. But as he said, Nick fears no one and no and nothing. Nick fears no God. So so Nick did send us a message this year. It's 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 more reserved. I will I will say that up front. I but wonder if Shane wrote it this year. I, I, I Perhaps. But we'll take a listen. My first attempt at this year's mailbag submission was rebuffed due to Jack and David's illiteracy, so I'm now forced to read this for them at great pain and personal cost. Despite the fact that the two of you have the collective intelligence of a smooth-brained, heavily concussed donkey, I keep coming back to listen to the takes and tales. It's a harrowing thought that I could have had to go through 2020 without the ability to scream at my fucked-up Honda Civic speakers because one of you had a different opinion than I do about something with literally no consequence to my day-to-day life. You're the real heroes, saving lives one harebrained opinion at a time. Let's clarify, by the way, the beginning of Nick's message. Nick initially wrote that out to me, and I said, thanks, Nick, but that's kind of not ideal for an audio podcast is having me read your writing. And so he resend it, but that's not my fault, Nick. <laughs> anyway. Um, Nick knows too many big words. I know. He's, he is very smart. Uh, but anyway, Nick, we want to thank you for your, uh, your contribution forever to Underemployed, uh, which will be, again, tied in the fact that somehow you are the most downloaded episode we've ever had. So anyway, now here's the last episode of the, year, the Undie Awards. We already gave you the spiel. Uh, here's what we talked about. Now, normally our main squeeze, our head honcho, our big kahuna, our big prize, top dog, would be podcast of the year. And I was talking to David about this. We, you know, underemployed had a down year, uh, you know, going through uh, depression or whatever um, and going a long time without recording episodes and you know recording them all that we didn't feel right nominating ourselves for podcast of the year um we're at the end of the day we are humble people and we don't just award ourselves when we don't earn it we are humble men we are however because we are not nominated for podcast of the year we want to make it very clear david uh what were we doing with podcast of the year it ain't happening. It ain't happening. None of you get nominated for podcast of the year. If we if we can't have it, no one can have it. Um, so maybe next year. Better luck next year, everybody. But no, you get none of us. So the reason I included that clip uh, was partially to remind you that we can be petty boys and uh, that if we weren't good enough, then we're not going to give any of you an award because uh, it's our award show. Uh, it's also because... As as down of a year as as 2020 was for the podcast at times for us personally for the world. Um, I also want to state for the record that uh, <laughs> PJ texted our, a group chat David and I have with him literally as we were playing the clip after we talked about him. Um, I don't know what it is. I'm sure it's stupid, but uh, it, it's it's a video. Yeah, so, uh, good, perfect. Um, but yes, that 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 clip that clip is is indicative of the fact that we will re- rebound this. Year. For example, the March Madness is going to happen this year. Is it going to be abridged and w- a little odd this year? Yes, but they will have it. Just going to happen in Indianapolis. Yeah, I believe at least the women's tournament is going to be that. I'm sh- I, I, men's I, tournament too. So okay, so then yeah, but you know Which what? Is what it should be in the first place. Well. I don't know. I kind of like that the first games take place in a basketball arena. It gets a little like louder vibe, but it, it, it is what it is. But it's going to happen this year, and we will have our third March Madness mascot melee, and then we will re- rebound. The Curtis Blowbot will come back in full form. He's been quarantined for two years now, and he is coming back better than ever. And by he better has than ever, basically had a complete rebound. Actually, yeah. <laughs> He's had, he, got, he has theoretically more clips he can spout than just from the song Basketball, theoretically. Theoretically, I've got a month to you know, reboot the robot as it were. But um, yes, we will have the bracket. That sounds dirty. Actually, reboot the robot does sound like a, a euphemistic term that something that I Google on Urban Dictionary and go, oof, that's a, uh, didn't. Oof, yeah. On. yeah, but, um, and then we'll have like normal episodes. I have an idea for episode 50 uh, because again, if you listen carefully, when I said every 10 episodes have guests, mm, uh, I, you know, I don't think PJ will be back on the show this year, but maybe we get crazy and we're so happy that life's getting back to normal. We have PJ freaking Anderson back on the show. Who knows? Yeah. But God, just saying that out loud, really? No, maybe. I, I have know. some guests in mind. I do, and, I, and we can talk about that. That's good. But um, anyway, 
This is the end of year three of Underemployed. Uh, we are now starting year four. A, uh, a show that a lot of people said wouldn't last this long. Uh, a lot of a show that a lot of people said shouldn't last this long, frankly. Um, but David, we are here. We persevered. We did. Uh, hold on. Hey, Bethany. Anything you want to add to the podcast? Uh, no. Okay. Well, that's well. Okay. There's one guest that we'll still never get for 2021. But you know what? That's fine. Um, I think Bethany's probably one of those people that thinks that we shouldn't last in 2021. But we're still a decent, a decent chance at that. But we're still standing. We're still here. We're still strong. To quote Dave Chappelle as, as Antoine. To quote Dave Chappelle as Antoine Fisher. Still here. Still standing. Still strong. I beat everybody I faced, and I'm still here. I'm still standing. I'm still strong. I'm great. And you know what? You know what? This is going to be the big money year for underemployed. This is where we come in with the big dollars. Uh, you know what? The underemployed. This is where one of us has that take so hot it takes us straight to the moon. Oh my God! Yes, and I don't know what it is, but I can feel it. I can feel it in the air tonight. And you know what? If you're, we are. Uh, the underemployed train is rolling through. And if you're on the train, tra- you, you're on the train tracks right now, everybody. And you better get off or get run over, because the underemployed train ain't stopping for anybody. This is not a dilemma of the trolley. Now we get in our papers. They try to censor the words to stop our money coming, but you can't escape us. Haters. You people should gift us something. Give me money. How dare you? How dare you? Screw it, we're just going with the gargoyle. I'll just say stank breath. A handsome TV personality was compared to Jack Selby. <laughs> Look at us. I could barely repeatedly masturbate to it. That was some real talk there. You know, that's none of your business. Oh, I wish I were an Oscar Mayer wiener. Hashtag Manny Fresh for president. What a time! I used to know how to swear in like 10 languages. Oh. Take it sleazy, and if it's easy, take it twice. You should not begrudge him his success in his pudding. Wow. Fresh. Yeah. It's like riding a bike. You sort of remember how to do it. You don't have to pray for me any more than you normally do. Balance <laughs> Thank you, David. Doink. I always appreciate a good Shaq reference. Some would even say a tit for tit. Masturbating in the middle of a San Diego street. We pray every day for Joseph Cohen. Rap, rapping. Rap, rapidly, rap, rap. We do this to amuse ourselves. DMs threatening my life that I received. Give the Nazis that long dick. Skeet, skeet, skeet. Mom still refers to her as Brandy Chestain. Oh, God, that's <laughs> awful. This is really like asking me to pick which of my babies is the best baby. Hitler sucked, dude. Charles Barkley threw a guy through a window. AKA the quarantine boys. <laughs> 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 David, are you ready for this jelly? What hath God wrought? I'm willing to start gambling on esports. Hey. The lamest of ducks. Both of them suck. I don't care about that. I'm a wrestling fan. I'd rather be drunk than cooking. Dirty, thirty, and dying. I'm comfortable with queuing other people's eyes. I hope they're okay. Me too. I don't know. A true earworm. Well, to heck with it. This is the episode you discreetly drink in a brown paper bag. College-educated boys, I like it. I was yeah. in a dark place. I've been crying ever since. I'm gonna uh, enjoy myself. I try to be a man of culture. I got chicken pox out of Prince William Cayman's game. Pants and tampons. I was a prostitute. I didn't know it. Double pig. Lots of pig. What the fuck is that? Reading is hard. That's Chris Rose. Just let me buy my produce. Quafted chest hair. You're very lucky to know me. Uh, don't do that. The Dunbin shook. The pot's throwing a beanball at a kettle. We miss you, Kobe. Really, really bold take by us. Urine soaked snowballs and D batteries. Watch your tone. The peacock didn't even get a chance to fully flap its wings and fly. How often do you get to have papooses at a sports stadium? Underemployed is forever. Take care of your chickens. Sure, that makes sense. Woo woo, club athlete. He just fights Mr. Toad. I can't say it if it weren't true, it's on the internet. AKA two dope boys in a catacast. Just Sophie's choice after Sophie's choice. There's some whores in this house indeed. Pussy ho. Let me be. Quick cuts, 
Rick Ross's titties. Like, I hope we don't get a cease and desist from this. Jerk it off. Yep. Jerking is Jimmy. Crack-a-lack-a-lack-a. We are the foodie mob. That's a miscarriage of justice. Cool. I get to break this up. Asshole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Prepare to be disappointed. Dare I say putting the Christ back in Christmas. Stankonia made promises. Wow. wow. If y'all want hot takes on Mandy Moore and Papa Roach, go read this man's writing. David Hitman Hart and Jack the Anvil Selby. They flamed out. Mm. Talking cash shit oh. the entire time. Too many bears. Shut the no, fuck up. I don't office. give a shit. I have a very lonely boy. Pussy caterpillars. Ooh, baby, I like it raw. Don't yuck someone's yum. The crack, mostly. Maybe that was just a fever dream I had after eating too many raw hot dogs. I object. Savage. Drugs cost money. No! We are the Michael Jordan's baseball career podcast. A lot of drinking in the street. We don't add to the discourse. No, 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 no. Yeah. This is stupid and you are stupid. How brave and how bold of you. Shack in a shack. Shout out to all of you making babies out there. We need him to be a dork. Not fair, not true. I firmly disagree. She did her hot girl shit. Wow, who's surprised yeah, at that that's one? Dua Lipa gives me flashbacks. <laughs> R.I.P. Radio Disney. There will be plenty of WAP left in this show. Definitely didn't need that. We're just washed. Sheer emotional overload. No, no, no. We are petty boys. Significant American monies. Come holla at us. Any and everything is a hot takery. Bop, 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 bop. Making the beast with two backs in a Burger King bathroom. We are horrible, chauvinistic big. For you people! Hey, 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 h